Good morning to you who here are here in the room, and good morning to you who are watching uh, online with us this morning. It's good to have you all together. Um, in a few moments, we're going to be celebrating communion, so I just want to make sure, does it, did everyone get a little, uh, uh, I guess we call it a communion kit? <laughs> and for those of you who are uh, watching online, if you would like to... Uh, Maybe stop for a second, get some juice, and maybe a little cracker or a piece of bread, so that in a few moments, we can all join together and share in communion. And I I really appreciated that uh, song, Michelle, Let Your Kingdom Come. What an excellent song, what an excellent cry, amen? And to remind you that his kingdom has already come and it's here within us. But that's actually the title for my message this morning is Communion, A Kingdom Perspective. And that's, that song just, wow, beautiful. Um, I want to read um, verses, uh, 1 Corinthians 11. I want to read to you verses 23 to 28. And then we'll uh, take a moment and pray. So uh, 1 Corinthians 11 Verses 23 to 28. For I received from the Lord that which I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For when you drink, for whenever you eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And as I was uh, preparing for this uh, morning, um, I had two very, very profound experiences that reminded me just how important it is for us to celebrate communion. You know, as followers of Jesus, we need to uh, remember that through Jesus, we have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and we have been brought into his unshakable kingdom. Living under his reign and his rule, receiving into our lives all the benefits of the kingdom of God. Amen? And then in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus said, he says, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, Your father knows that you need these things. Isn't that good to know we have a father who knows what we need? But Jesus went on to say, seek first or pursue the kingdom of God. And to pursue the kingdom of God is to live according to the values, the culture, and the ideologies of the kingdom of God. And then he says, all these things will be added unto you. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's incredibly powerful. And, uh, you know, I just want to say these are not just some nice words found in a book. This is a promise from God. This is a promise from God. So the first experience I want to share with you was very, very personal. And I had received some news that, 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 that caught me completely off 
guard. And it had the potential to affect uh, Elam Canada's future. And for those of you who don't know what Elam Canada is, it's an organization I lead. Uh, it's a network of churches and ministries. Um, but it had the, the news I received had the potential to affect Elam's future, my financial future, and my family very, very deeply. And uh, I tell you, it completely knocked the wind out of me. And I started to spin. And I did something I never ever have done before. I actually called my family together, sat them at the table to prepare them for what could happen. Because frankly, it was bad. It was bad. And, and, and I had no answer. And it's the first time I really, in my life actually, I really found myself spinning. And then the Holy Spirit came to me and he challenged me. And he said this to me. He says, do you believe the words of Jesus? Do you believe the words of Jesus? And he said, do you want to keep trying to figure things out according to the values of the economy of this world? Or do you want to live by, live in and by the benefits of the kingdom of God that Jesus died to make available to you? And of course, I said, yes, Lord, of course I want to live that. But then, of course, my rational mind kicks in. Yes, but I still need to do something to figure this out. And I still need real, tangible money. <laughs> You know? Anybody ever been there? <laughs> the circumstances, though, the circumstances I faced brought me to the place where I once again had to wrestle with the question, do I really believe what Jesus said? Do I really believe what he said and what he's made available to me? Or are they simply nice words on a page? And then the Holy Spirit says something to me very interesting. He said, I want you to remember what Jesus has done. I want you to remember what Jesus has done. And, and Romans 8 uh, verse 32 came to mind. And, and it says this, God did not keep back his own son, but he gave him for us. If God did this for us, won't he freely give us everything else? He gave that which was most precious. Why would we hold anything back? You know, and and in that place, I just began to give thanks to the Lord. He said, thank you, Jesus. And just put my mind on Jesus Christ. Now, here's what happened. That's all I did, by the way. And this is what happened. I received another email a few days later, and then I received a phone call, and I had something happen to me yesterday that has just, just, just uh, stunned me. I received the uh, email, a phone call, and then yesterday I received what I consider a very large check, a very large check for Elam Canada. And I want to testify to you this morning. All of a sudden, support come from here, support come from there, help came from there. I didn't say anything. I just went up. And uh, I tell you this morning, I testify to you this morning, faith in Jesus Christ will not fail. And suddenly, instead of facing what, what, what seemed like an immovable wall, and very honestly, I thought, this is over, I'm done, I'm losing, I'm, I'm losing everything. That's how serious it was. And how instead of, and, 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 and I did not know where the future of Elam was going to wind up. And now instead of facing what seemed like an immovable wall, 
it has suddenly turned into a wide open opportunity to continue to move forward. Give Jesus thanks this morning. Amen. And it was nothing that I did, nothing that I, I, I started sending out letters, nothing like that. Jesus, the Holy Spirit told me, remember what Jesus has done and press into that place and begin to operate in the benefits and by the values of the kingdom of God. And Jesus honored his word because he loves us, amen? The next experience I had was in the form of some questions I received um, from people I've been pastoring online, confused because of the way they are being treated by other believers concerning COVID and issues around the vaccine. And one person told me they were not comfortable taking the vaccine, and as a result, is being seriously harassed by those around them. The other took it, and she is being told that she took the mark of the beast and is now condemned to hell. I wish these were, were just stories somewhere, but this, this happened the last two weeks. Condemned to hell because she took it. And then a pastor friend calls me telling me of all the broken relationships uh, he has had to face because of taking the vaccine. And it's heartbreaking. And by the way, I'm not making a statement on whether you should or whether you shouldn't. I leave that to your conscience. But it is heartbreaking the deep polarizations that are happening, relations being destroyed among believers. And the words of Jesus remind us to seek first the kingdom of God, which is to live according to the values, the cultures, and the ideologies of the kingdom of God. And it's King Jesus. And you know what? The culture of the kingdom is such that it values all people. Amen? The culture of the kingdom cares for people. His body was broken so that we could be one. You know, I couldn't help uh, thinking of the words of the Apostle Paul in in Philippians chapter 2. And he writes, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? That make me truly happy by being like-minded, loving one another with one mind and, and purpose. Don't look out only for your interests, but take an interest in others. Value others above yourself. And then he says, you must have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he didn't think equality with God uh, was something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. And he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death on the cross. He valued us. And we're to have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. And I share both experiences in order to remind us that although we are in the world, we're not driven by its values or its behaviors. Nor are we shaken by what shakes the world. Rather, we get to influence this world's values and behaviors and bring a measure of stability by demonstrating the values and the behaviors, the love and the goodness of the kingdom of God in our sphere of influence. Amen? Because even as we heard this morning, the kingdom of God, it's not there, it's not over there, it's here. 
And we bring, we carry the goodness of the kingdom of God wherever we go, amen? And we get to demonstrate his cultures, values, and behaviors, changing the very atmosphere of the place we're in, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Communion and our participation in communion helps us make the necessary adjustments to our thinking, to our behavior, our outlook in order to help us live with the kingdom perspective. Why? Because as we participate in communion, we're invited to do three things. We're number one, invited to remember the very same thing the Holy Spirit told me to do, remember. Secondly, we examine ourselves. And thirdly, we look forward. As we remember, what is it that we see? I see the Father's love in action as he sent his one and only son to die on the cross to pay for my sins. And when I look back, I don't see my history. I see his redemption. Amen? I don't see my history. I see his redemption. I see Jesus who endured the cross for me. And I'm reminded that Jesus shed his blood for me. You know what? That's personal. He shed his blood for me. Jesus died for me. It's personal. Get it for you. It's personal. Jesus forgave me. It's personal. I have been made a child of God. His body was broken for me. His healing and restorative powers is available for me. Amen. Sometimes we just need to remind ourselves, it's for me. It's not for just for that person or that person. It's for me as well. So many live, people are living in brokenness, not applying and receiving what Jesus has done for them. And some of us just need to receive today and let the finished work of Christ wash over us and receive his healing. He did it. His body was broken for me. Amen. His healing and restorative power is available to me. And because of Jesus, I can live free to be like Jesus and make things more the way Jesus wants them to be. Amen? That's what living free is all about. It's free to be like Jesus and make things more like the way he wants them to be. I see Jesus and I remember what he said as he hung on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me as the full weight of my sin was pressed on him? And I remember that he was rejected so I could be accepted as my sin was placed on Jesus, God's only begotten son. He made me his child. Brought in his family. I belong. I'm accepted. I have brothers and I have sisters. I have a family who loves me and accepts me. Amen. I have a family who loves me and accepts me because of Jesus. I remember Jesus who was alive because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And I remember that through the the death and resurrection, living God for a living future. Amen? And I realize that any area of my life for which I have no hope is under a lie because there is no such thing as hopelessness 
in the kingdom of God. Amen? I want to say that again because I think that's so powerful. Any area of my life for which I have no hope is under a lie. I faced what was absolutely hopeless in my opinion. Way beyond my ability to do anything about it. The kind of money I needed was way out of the scope I've ever received before. But in the kingdom of God, all things are possible, amen? There is no such thing as hopelessness in the kingdom of God. In any area of our life for which we have no hope is under a lie. And I remember that God so loved the world, and I realized once again that what he did for me, he did for you. And I again recognize just how much God loves and values people, all people. And in Christ, he has made us one body that builds itself up in love as each part supports the other, not beats each other up. And as I remember, every thought, every perspective that I have, it needs to come into alignment with the truth of what Jesus Christ has done.